Kevin and Mike are here to give you great news. Nice. Hey, and welcome to another episode of Great News with Kevin and Mike. And if you like this, you know what? Even if you don't like this, go ahead and click subscribe. Yep. And give us a little thumbs up. Mm-hmm. It always helps. You know what? Tell a friend. But do it before you watch it in case. You Just don't, in case. In case you don't like it. Well, we're realists. We've been in this business long Correct. enough to yes. know. Uh, it's an intro. This show's about to begin, bro. So say hello to the happy goodbye to the blues. Because Kevin and Mike are here to give you great news. Thank you. Beautiful. Thank you. Uh, my first story is a delivery driver named Chelsea Timmons. Chelsea Timmons. And the weather across the United States has been so cold the yeah. last month or so. And she was trying to deliver some food to a family and her car got stuck. Where are we talking in the country? Do you know? Uh, hold on. Hold on. No, I have no idea. All right. Okay. Cool. Uh, maybe it'll say in the story, but sure, okay. basically this is the delivery driver telling the story of what happened with the two people, the man and the woman, who invited her to stay with them. Jeez Louise. Now, just a uh, pro tip here. Watch the guy. I'm not sure he's real. Okay. In okay. day six, <laughs> so almost a full week, I came Sunday afternoon Oh, it's in Texas, in Austin. But hopefully I will be out of here by tomorrow. The road oh, should be cleared out. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> I can get hurt our feeling. Sunday morning, I got, there was just a whole bunch of HEB deliveries, everyone prepping for the winter storm. So I got an order. I decided it was going to be my last order. I headed to the house. I text Nina, let her know I was on my way. And she texted me back, be careful, the steps are slippery. So I had that in my mind as I was headed to their home. Uh, I get to the home and their house, um, their driveway slants down. It's a pretty steep, pretty steep slant. And I started going downhill to try to drop off the groceries. I didn't want a chance walking because I was just thinking it's slippery going down this hill. But um, my car started going down. I kept slowly tapping the brake, but it just kept moving <laughs> forward. And I just watched it slide right into the flower bed, right, right in front of their home. All right, hold up. Um, then I caught. Hold up. What's with the guy? It, what, I'm. What is he rolling? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think? The ripping and the tearing. He's just gonna go. <laughs> um, Either that or he's just like a stoic Texan because both women are quite animated and seemingly yes. very engaged. And he's just, I mean, look, he, he'll jump into it in a minute, but until then, I don't know, man. Deep fakes are so good nowadays. I have questions. Yeah. All right, let's roll it. Nina let her know that my car was stuck and I couldn't get it back up. Doug came out to help try to see if he could help with the situation while I unloaded the groceries. And it didn't take long to realize that I was I was gonna be stuck <laughs> at the bottom of this hill. We weren't getting that car back up. It was just too icy. As a native Texan, that's just not something we deal with at all, <laughs> not on a regular basis. You know, we, we had uh, Chelsea kind of turn her car around in the driveway to try to get a running start to see if she could get, a, get it back up the, uh, the drive onto the road, but uh, she got about halfway up and then the car just slid right back down. So we realized that that wasn't a good idea. Um, so 
you know, Chelsea called AAA to see if uh, she could get a tow. Uh, she came in the house while we waited for AAA, which they, as the storm kept getting worse and worse, it was clear that they had uh, higher priorities. Um, so we just kind of said, well, you know, we'll just kind of see what happens. And, uh, you know, there's no reason to try to rush right out into this and try to do something crazy. So uh, let's just kind of uh, play it out and see what happens. And, uh, you know, we didn't have any idea how long it would last and we just kind of let it go. And uh, one day turned into five. <laughs> and Nina tried bird seeds. We tried Epsom salt and hot and, and water and all sorts of things to try to get the car up the hill. But then we just decided it was just too dangerous to keep trying and, you know, let AAA handle it. But she did make a lovely steak dinner that night. We did have, we did have some filet. We were spending some time at dinner talking to Chelsea about kind of her life. And one of the things she mentioned was that she um, was thinking of open, opening a bakery. She's been doing some online, um, you know, cakes and cookies and mm -hmm. stuff for, for family. So we immediately latched onto that and I had this great recipe that I wanted to try. <laughs> and so I started out and I said, well, maybe we should bake a cake together. And then I'm like, maybe you should bake a cake because <laughs> I've got work to do. And Pay so the she rent. made this like, beautiful right? gluten-free coconut cake for us that we've been eating probably way too much than we should. But it's been, you know, when she first came in, she was, I think, a little, feeling a little uncomfortable, you know, being in a stranger's house, but pretty quickly it kind of has moved into her just being part of the family. <laughs> when Doug first took me to the guest bedroom, he said, I'm gonna warn you, this is Crosby's favorite bed. And then later that night, um, or like the next morning, I just hear boom on my door and the dog busted in and just climbed up on the bed. He just looked at me, acknowledged me and laid down and went to sleep. And then it wasn't too long after that, that the other dog, Hattie, would join us um, in the bed as well. And they just came and just got comfortable very quickly. We have daughters and, uh, you know, I mean, the only thing I could hope is if, you know, one of my daughters was in need in a situation similar to this, that uh, there would be someone that would, uh, would open their, you know, their house and, and help them. So, you know, this is something that, you know, Nina and I didn't even think about this. It was just like, you know, the weather's getting bad. You need to stay here and, you know, and don't worry about it. And things get better, you can go. It's, you know, we have the room and, uh, you know, we're certainly not going to send you out into the, into the middle of the storm without, uh, without even knowing where you're going to go. And we're not going to send you to a hotel. So it didn't make any sense. And it was just, I think it was just kind of a natural reaction that, uh, that we would have her have Chelsea stay with us until it was safe for her to move on. So to right. us, it's been okay. just kind of All a right. funny situation. Right. Listen, okay. They're and slow so story kind of storytellers. All right, hold up. So she's been living with him in six days. That's really beautiful. How crazy is that? Hey, come on in. We got steak. Let's eat. Here's a bedroom. You can use this bed. And people who would have otherwise never really ever gotten to know each other. Ever met. I mean, just, it, it, there's just no chance. And uh, yeah, it just goes to show you... Um, when, whatever the circumstances may be, when you're posed with a situation where you get to know people, the overwhelming majority of the time, you get to the point where you're like, oh yeah, you're, you're kind of like me, huh? You're yeah, of pretty course. much, pretty much the same, you yeah. know, like, so I, I think that's a beautiful story. I, I, I will did, point out. I did watch that twice to make sure that she wasn't blinking, help me. Yeah, no, there wasn't some type <laughs> of, well, because my mind, of course, of course goes to. What if his sex life with his wife isn't necessarily why up to would snuff? You, how, why would you? What if he's like cutting the brake lines in the delivery truck and he's like, you know, like putting 
bananas in the tailpipe. He's That's been not a try- euphemism. He's been trying this for a year. Oh, we just can't seem to get this thing to start. <laughs> uh, darn it. You might just have to. It's a very cute little girl. You know, I just, Sh- sure. But it's been six days. I think she would probably not she'd be, be on to it. She yeah. wouldn't have this smile right yeah. now if that was the case. She might. Stockholm right. syndrome. <laughs> That's a beautiful story. <laughs> it is. Um, do you know who Sir Tom Moore is? Yes, but why? You would probably, probably the name sounds familiar, familiar when I tell you about the story. You'll, you'll be like, oh yeah, that dude. For a very long time, Sir Tom Moore, who is a British war hero, has been walking laps in his garden to yes. earn money. I think we've all had the experience either doing one or having to pitch in money for like a walkathon or a, a, a marathon for charity. And you're like, for every lap you run, I'll mm-hmm. give you a buck or whatever. He's an old man. He recently passed away earlier this year, very recently. In fact, um, as we record this, his funeral will be broadcast live in in the UK on this Saturday. Um, He was 100 years old, and he had been doing walks around his garden in his full military regalia and has raised 45 million American dollars. 40. Oh, my God. What is the equivalent of 45 million American dollars all 100% 100% donated to charity to the wow. United National Health Funds, uh, excuse me, to United Health, um, the health services of, of the UK. And uh, like I said, this is his last year of life that he did that with. Yes. Yes. That's insane. Dude. Look at that guy. And uh, everything about, you know, there's always these stories that get, get uh, well exaggerated about these amazing human beings. But this, this guy truly walked it like he talked it. He was someone who was committed to, uh, to safety and to protecting the innocent and was a devoted war hero. And then after that, did something quite astounding when it comes to um, charity and, and, and being generous and giving. And uh, so much so that uh, Boris Johnson, the prime minister, had to address the UK uh, upon his passing and announce his funeral services. So check this out. Queen's going to stab him? It's a bayonet. February 21st, 2020 is a date the people of Codogno, Italy, will never forget. It was here in this tiny town that Italy's first case of COVID-19 was reported, resulting in a complete lockdown of their town and the beginning of what would become this is a not the right story. and international pandemic. Seems like we're going back a ways for that one. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see, see poofy-haired Boris Johnson... Saying this was great the British man. <laughs> That's how he talks. Yeah, Do we have that one or no? All right, we'll come. Right. We don't. We don't need it either way. The man was so important to to the UK and should be looked upon with such reverence around the world that the Prime Minister had to address the nation when he passed away, and there will be a public service for for this man. And uh, it's um and it's all deserved. It, it is all deserved. Except Absolutely. for the queen threatening him there. <laughs> I'm going to stab you. <laughs> there, is, uh, there are problems in Colombia. They have housing trouble. <laughs> one could say, yes. yeah. Uh, but they also are maybe one of the leading countries in coffee. Yeah. Right? So they have decided... And there's another a- stimulant. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> another thing a- that will give you a little boost. <laughs> there's a construction company that has found a way to use one to solve the problem with the other. All right. And that is coffee waste, coffee husks, they are learning to turn into houses. What? Look at that house. Oh, my gosh. Made out of 
coffee husks. So the the leftover parts when they remove the beans to roast them and make coffee, that's they made houses out of that. Yes. Yes. How much money do you think that that, that house costs? This is what they make it out of. Um, it's sort of like um, it's almost like a what do you call it? Lego. It's almost like a Lego house. Like where it's, it's made to fit together. Yeah. And they can build a house out of it. That's amazing. So how, for a house, how much money? 50 grand? $4,500. Oh my God. 4,500. They can do some serious, serious help here. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. So they can build these houses and people that don't have a way of paying for a house can figure out how to buy a house for $4,500. Very underrated animal, the donkey. Is it? You know, like when you think about like how great it is. That was a hard left. Yes. <laughs> how much it, it gives to us and, and like how hardworking and stuff. And it doesn't ask much. Yeah. Oh. And- Very few animals would do that. Uh, correct. You know what I'm saying? But but donkeys are a-holes. No. Let's not get around it. Yeah, they are. Oh, yes, they are. They're a-holes. Have you had a donkey? No, I've never owned a donkey, My Kevin. former partner has. Bean has. And it was a dick. I'm sorry. I'm but sorry wait, to break okay. the news to you. If you met a guy who was a dick, you wouldn't be like, humans are dicks. Maybe that donkey. Oh, so you're saying it's a single donkey versus yeah. all donkeys. Because I went to a donkey show once in very Tijuana, different. And very that was a different. very loving donkey. <laughs> very different. So in Colombia, this company has built 2,500 houses. That's, how about that? That's remarkable. Yeah. And thank God there are people smarter than us figuring that stuff out. I, I say that every day. Yeah. I'm say, I, I say, thank God there's smart people. If they came to us and said, we want to land a rover on Mars. Yes. It's up to you two. I'd be like, stop trying. See, look, they're even cute. <laughs> I would say, stop trying. Right. Don't, you're, well, Just you're not up. going there. You're not going to Mars. But okay? there are people that figured out how to do that. Yes. And there's a little helicopter that's going to fly around. I don't know how we got here from donkeys, but. Because I, I went to donkey show, and then you're like, oh. okay, you're, and you went, beep, right. beep, beep, emergency, emergency, <laughs> figure out something to say. Um, this is a very short clip. There's not a whole lot to it, but sometimes the simpler, the better. Four-year-old kid having a bad day. He's not doing too good. His four-year-old buddy says, I'm here to help. Check it out. You okay? Yeah. You need a hug. You need a hug. Need a hug. Mm. Boom. Come on. All right, now suck it up. Let's go play. Are you okay? Yeah. That's very sweet. Oh, come on, Show man. Show that I, again. I could watch that all day. Same. Show it again. Mm. You okay? Yeah. You need a hug. All right, now let's go about our business. Wow. Come on! How that's, many, that's how incredibly many times sweet. would your day be changed if some, especially a, another straight dude? I'm, I'm assuming those kids are straight, but you know, because it, 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 it does make a difference. Like, if you're a guy, and another guy's like, "You doing all right, buddy? Is there anything I could do to help out?" You, you, you'd be like, "Oh, yeah, it'd be great." Thank you. But what if they say you need a hug? You go, "No." As a guy, especially in my <laughs> network, because that means. <laughs> That means cover your balls. That, that means they're going to break your ribs. Yeah, or... cover your face because something sure. bad's coming. 
Yeah, and it's not this either. It's uh, actual. That's the gross. That and uh, what's the what's the cartoon? Powerpuff Girls. Yeah. This and Powerpuff Girls are the most. Don't make that ever any. No. Agreed. Where this old man lives with these little bunny girls. And he's like, oh, yes, come sleep in my house. We'll t- I'll make sure that you're prepared for our next adventure. Go back in your bedroom. Go put your PJs on. And you're like, wait, is, is that their grandpa? Or They're not sisters. Why? I don't have the answer to that, but I agree with you. Should Thank not you. happen. Um, here is a crazy story about an old man that's way, way, way better than us. And of this course. happens a lot. Yes. A 70-year-old man raises a million dollars for charity by rowing a boat solo across the Atlantic Ocean. Across the Atlantic? He's 70 and he rowed across the Atlantic. When you say across the Atlantic, you're talking Europe to America? Yes. Dude. Yes. Dude. Right? Do you know how hard rowing is? Um, Not really. It's un. Unbelievably. Although I was in crew in college at Yale. <laughs> I wasn't. All right, check out this video. 70 years old, and his motto, Christine, is you're never too old. And here's why that's his motto. Because he recently right. just finished a six-week solo row across the Atlantic Ocean where he raised over a million dollars for charity, all benefiting Alzheimer's. And... He's no stranger to these amazing, incredible physical feats because he has also climbed Mount Kilimanjaro. It's just like what he does. He's been on solo expeditions before. But, you know, experts thought this would take him 60 to 90 days. It took him six weeks. He trained for 18 months prior uh, to getting on that boat. Uh, Maybe a little TMI for you, but he used 800 Sheets of toilet paper, 800 sheets of toilet paper. It's a great and update. 1.5 million okay. oar strokes to get to the other side. And he said his goal in his mind the entire time, I love this, was to get home by Valentine's Day to be with his wife of 50 years, Stop. Judith. He did that. He got home on the 12th. Two days before, so he could rest up and take a shower, probably. No way. And uh-huh. uh, be with his wife on Valentine's Day. But That's not what he did when he got inspiration. home. You're never too old. It says it right there on his uh, boat. But, uh, yeah, just still conquering whatever he feels like conquering. Pretty amazing human being. I, I disagree so. with this story only in that I think the guy's trying to take himself out. Right? I'm going to climb Kilimanjaro. Hopefully, I'll make it back alive. (laughs) He's not trying to get back in time for Valentine's Day. He's in the middle of the Atlantic. He's just hoping to be taken down by a shark. His only priority was to get back before Valentine's Day. (laughs) Well, not his only priority. I think only priority would be live. Which he did. They survive said, this. They said that it was, they thought it would take two or three months. It took a little over a month. No, and that's flying. Uh, 1.5 million strokes. Think about... Think about 100,000 rows, mm-hmm. okay, row strokes. 15 of those. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's crazy. Unbelievable. Good for him, man. That's really, really impressive. And he did not shower and rest up when he got home. No, he didn't. Because you went into how much toilet paper he needed. You didn't talk about how much lube because he didn't have that option because he had to hold on to his oars. So I'm saying that's, that six, code? that's six weeks of him rowing around in a circle with one hand not having that ability i'm saying he so she yeah. got blasted out the window like okay. like she she just touched on a on a geyser 
<laughs> Vince Gombiowski. This is a man. You're positive you said that right. Gombiowski? I think so. Okay. Uh, this is a man, a brave man, who wasn't able to graduate high school. Not because he didn't have the grades. Not because he couldn't uh, afford it or was in a bad situation. But because Uncle Sam said, you need to get into the military and go fight in the Korean War. Oh, that sucks. And uh, he had a, a nice storied military career. And then he came back and then immediately had to figure out how to put the pieces of his life back together. And one thing led to another. And he just never was able to go back and get that high school diploma. Now, 70 years later. All of our stories about old people. Here is old people and pets. They're all better than us. Here's him receiving notice that the diploma is on the way. What it is? You gotta be kidding me. No, sir, we are not kidding you. Congratulations! <laughs> I hoped it was. Wow. And it's not an honorary either. It's thanks, Mike. It's gonna be the actual. <laughs> so when you knew it wasn't from Montana, that was your. Come on. How about that? Come on. The guy. That one got me. That one got me yesterday. The guy's in the war in the fifties, and now he's seventy years old, and he no, gets his a, if he if he left high school, let's say he was seventeen or eighteen, this is seventy years after. This is he's close to ninety. Wow. Wow, that was very emotional. Come on, that was very emotional, one, right? Uh, this has been great news. If you like it, subscribe. If you don't, subscribe. Here's our outro. <clears throat> this is in honor of the persecuted king of New Jersey, Bruce Springsteen. <clears throat> outro. You know what I'm talking about, bro. Say goodbye to the sad. Say goodbye to the blues. I wish I could have done that back in 69. My dad said, you're going to go to Vietnam. And I said, I just want to be here with my sweetheart. Stay in Newark, where the hell I lived in the Garden State. But I'm just a plain old regular guy, just like you. Great news, yeah. Oh! I heard that. I heard that. <laughs> Kevin and Mike are here to give you great news. Nice.